You're listening to Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room Welcome to our In Conversation programme featuring sporting heroes from the world of sport in general and past and present Yeovil players and supporters. And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck it's your chance to find out what makes these sported heroes tick. And also, we get a feel for their musical preferences. To take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day So sit back and enjoy as Three Valleys Radio brings you the best in local sport. Okay, good evening everybody, welcome to the show, and tonight's guest is none other than Chris Giles. Good afternoon, good evening Chris, how are you? Hello, how's it Harry? Uh, I'm great, thanks, how are you? Yeah, not too bad at all mate, not too bad at all. Getting a little bit fed up with being locked down, but there we go. Maybe things are easing a little bit to, as of today, aren't they, supposedly, so we can but uh, live in hope, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. It's, uh, it's, it's been strange times, but uh, you know, a lot of uh, positives come out of the situation as well. So, yeah, um, hoping to bring that into the new normal as such. T- tell me something before we get started. As a footballer, um, I know you've hung up your boots now, but if you were faced with a situation where you were playing and you were faced with this situation that we've got now. Would you be inclined to want to play, or would you be thinking, "Ooh, I don't fancy this. There's a chance of catch, catching it." Um, it's quite a strange one, isn't it? Because I, I, opinions on that seem so varied, even from your complete and utter expert to um, you'd think no, know the full picture, and there just seems so much difference in opinions throughout even the experts I think it would be impossible to to make your own judgment um, <clears throat> I when you when you get caught in up in certain scenarios I think it can be it will be all be too easy just to want to go carry on with what you're doing because that's your mindset is really positive and it's kind of like oh whatever happens whatever obstacles in the way let's just work our way around it and crack on yeah um but then in, when you when you see um when you hear great quotes from people like Klopp when things happen you know um and we just use football as the example for now when you're able to step back and out of the situation, quite often when perhaps somebody close to you has been affected by either this situation or another, I think that really tunes in as to actually how inferior we are and at times how inferior and insignificant things like football are, you know, like Klopp's um, favourite mm. uh, quotes. Um, um, so it's, a, it's, it's, it's quite a balance. We're always trying to juggle that personality. I'm like, oh, it's fine, we can crack on. We'll work a way around it and um, we're invincible versus actually uh, do things really um, matter as, as much. Yeah, yeah, quite. No, it's it's a dodgy one, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I think I think they will come back, but uh, it can't be too soon, as far as I'm concerned, personally. But I can't really see the likes of Yeovil playing again this year, though. Can you? No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't look like it, does it? No, doesn't look that way. No, I mean, you know, there, there's no advantage to Yeovil playing behind closed doors whatsoever. I mean, you know, they need the revenue from the gates, obviously. So uh, I, I can't see as how any of the national league teams will, but we'll see, mate. We'll see. But anyway, going back to your career, young man, young man. Um, 
<laughs> Young man, you were born on the 16th of April 1982 in Bridge End. I didn't know you were born in Bridge End. I thought you were a Somerset boy. I'm a Welshie. I'm a Welshie. And well, then, um, so am I, pal. Moved so am I. To... <laughs> I. Moved out to South Africa for uh, a good 12 um, years or so, and then back to Wales for a bit. Um, and then obviously down from Southwest. So Dad got a job at Westlands, and we moved to Middlemarsh and Dorchester, and then Melbourne Port. And um, just as growing up, just sort of uh, jumped on the Yeovil Town um, uh, youth setup, at, uh, you know, in fortunate circumstances, and just kind of went from there, kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it's a I'm a, I'm a Welshie. Um, and I was, I was lucky enough to sort of uh, follow the granddad's footsteps in some manner and um, pick up a, a Welsh cap or two, um, albeit mine were um, semi, the semi-pro Welsh caps, obviously. Yeah, but that's nonetheless, it's playing for your country, which is an honour in itself. So somebody must have thought you were half sensible. <laughs> I don't know about sensible. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't think sensible. Yeah. <laughs> but you started youth career initially in Sherborne, didn't you? Um, yeah. So um, is that uh, Sherborne just sort of uh, playing with friends, to be honest? And yeah. Then we, yeah. I think we were sort of um, sixteen or so, and uh, Sherborne under Kevley had a game. Um, a game. Um, uh, Yeovil's youth team and you know it, it seemed to do okay there and that's why I met Stu and Stu just sort of uh, asked to um, head over to the, the, the youth team training um, at some point and it just it just went alright there was a great bunch of lads there um, and then that, that season sort of went okay with a, an awesome youth team to be honest um, uh, we won that Southwest uh, combination league that season um, and I had a great strike partner and a lot of uh, amazing midfielders who with plenty of assists to their names um, um, and then by the end of that season sort of had dipped in and out of the reserves a little so that, 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 that was um, how it all began really Showborn over to sort of um, the Yeovil Reserve now let's see what sort of music Chris likes. We're going to kick off with Vlad the Impaler and Kasabian.
Well, there we go. That was the delicate sounds of Kasabian and Vladian Pader. Now, according to Wikipedia, the wonderful Wikipedia, which doesn't seem to be very accurate in a lot of the cases, but nonetheless, it's all I've got to go on. Um, it says here, you started your career at Yeovil in 2000, which was slightly before I got involved with, with Yeovil Town, because I started in 2002. But I can remember uh, when I started that there was a certain young manager called David Webb, and it was David Webb that sort of pitched you into the first team, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, of great memories of um, of Webby. He uh, when he, when he came in, he described me as having an ability to ruffle a few feathers. Uh, <laughs> I quite enjoyed. Uh, yeah. um, he, you know, he. he, he I remember uh, Chris Wheel and I signing on the same same sort of day. Yeah. Um, and a, a contract which, at the time, just you know, you're weighing up a few options because you're just leaving school, so the university in sight, and it was just a straight up. This is this is your option. Um, take it or leave it. <laughs> um, and he just had this uh, fantastic aura and presence and uh, without saying much sort of instilled a, a real belief in the, in in you um, he was a yeah he was he was an inspiring guy to 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 sign for that was for sure i remember the funniest, the funniest was the first few weeks of uh, pre-season um, we were running out nine springs and it was hill training basically yeah and you, you didn't offer leave, leave um, much out there to be honest uh, under Webby um, you, you'd certainly come home knowing you've worked hard but I remember actually getting to the top of the hill and uh, spewing up at the top of this hill <laughs> being sick <laughs> and thinking he was going to be a bit uh, you know is yeah. this kid fit enough for my luck and I just had this big pat on my back that's my boy <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough but he, he, he was certainly the sort of guy that you wouldn't have argued with so I'm sure if he said it was five pound fifty a week. You wouldn't have argued it aside of the dotted line, wouldn't you? No, no, exactly. And to be honest, you know, we were so excited, both Chris and I. You couldn't take a smile off our face at the time, anyway. So yeah. I'm not too sure we, we were too too fussed about what we were signing. It was just a great opportunity, so we yeah. obviously took it up. So uh, I, I, mean, I can remember a game. I don't know if you can remember it. I think you played in it, uh, a friendly game out at Martok. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I can remember Darren Way played in that game, and I think that was the first time we'd seen Darren Way because, uh, you know, he'd arrived down from Norwich or wherever he was was that sort of thing. But, um, but I mean, you went on to play 45 games, certainly in the league, according to our friends at Wikipedia, uh, scored eight goals. I mean, uh, uh, does that sound about right, or would you have played more than that, do you think? Um, I don't know, actually. Uh, I think... It's it's hard to know as well because obviously in my time there was majority was super sub style so mm. um, even those figures can probably be a bit kind to me to be honest I think uh, if you if you took actual start I, I I would only imagine I was between somewhere between ten and twenty um, of of actual start I'm I'm not sure I'd love to I'd, I'd have to look back at stuff and count it all up because I. Yeah. Definitely got all the programs, etc. Um, the uh, the goals, I think, is is a bit more than that as well because I always remember priding myself. Well, uh, you know, somebody said, "Well, you only had this amount of goals." It'd be no, actually, well, compared to my starts, I got a one-on-one ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, but uh, again, the majority of those goals they would have come from uh, you know just sneaking on as a as a sub and uh, and trying to nick a goal. So um, uh, I was I was really lucky. The Martok game actually that you're on about yeah. at nineteen nil. Oh god, I can't remember the score. I just remember the game. I was because I, I, that was the first time I'd really sort of come across Webby as manager of the team. I'd come across him. No, it wasn't. That must have been the first time I think. Um, and obviously, I was just a, a yeah. sort of you know reporter type person in those days. 
Yeah, I think that was 19 0. Uh, I, I, I did get five. Uh, uh, Glenn Poole got five as well. I had an eternal uh, um, battle with Poole. He was yeah. a midfielder, the highest scoring midfielder I've ever known. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, more of Chris's musical choice now, and we've got Uprising by Muse.
Rising by Muse. Right. So um, now you were obviously at Yeovaltown when we went to Villa Park, uh, by which time I had joined. Um, now you were obviously in the squad. Did you come on at uh, Villa Park or not? I can't remember. Yeah, I had. Um, uh, can't quite remember. It was somewhere in the region of like last fifteen minutes at Villa Park. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I didn't I didn't uh, know until probably a couple of days before that it'd be it'd be in the squad. It was got pretty competitive by then. Mm. Um, everybody, everybody in the squad, um, you know, was fit and ready to rumble by by, by a few. Yeah. Um, and obviously everybody was on good form because they knew what was riding on it, and it was just a great experience to. Uh, to, to be involved, um, the whole village that uh, where I was from going up, the whole of uh, Yeovil going up, and um, obviously the chance to sort of see those sort of crowds and also just experience like how how uh, how big a match can actually matter. Um, and the prep that went into it, and then the confidence from Gary Johnson in me as to why I was in the squad. Yeah, it was it was just a, a, a great memory. So I feel very lucky to have, um, to have experienced it. Would you say that was the high spot of your whole career? Um, certainly, I'd say at Yeovil, yeah. But no, um, I mean, uh, high spot career-wise. Um, I really enjoyed a few other outings. We, we hit um, Britannia Stadium in the final, the FA Trophy League for Aldershot. Mm. Um, we also had a um, playoff final uh, under similar scenarios uh, and a playoff se- semi final, and then a few sort of big, um, decent, decent games that I always look back on fondly, sort of FA Cup third round that we played at Sheffield United when I was at Salisbury. Um, so, I mean, it depends. It, it depends what's riding on it. I mean, they're, they're all, they're all amazing highlights, and, but there's, there's other scenarios where you just learn so much about yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and they creep up as highlights. You know, the Welsh Cups. That that, that was always amazing. To sort of um, we the tournament, the end of season tournament we had with Wales. We 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 won the tournament, which was quite cool from one home nations aspect. And seeing the difference in sort of Welsh banter and Welsh changing rooms compared to sort of um, the, the professional realms in the English leagues, it was it was all. Um, all been pretty cool to look back on. Mm, mm. But um, you went out on loan a couple of times to Gravesend and also to Woking. Um, but by that yeah. time, presumably, you decided it was time to move on. Was it a question of contracts or what? Or did you just decide you wanted to move on and try somebody else? No, not at all. I, I, I broke my ankle... Um, uh, I don't know if you can remember uh, Terry having a, a similar ankle issue. Um, I broke it on the last game of um, the season, and I had about eight months recovery. And in the in the meantime, um, we got promoted, and essentially the the, the standard of our of the overall squad um, got. You know, much much stronger and much better as I'd been out, you know, injured for eight months. So I had a big I had a big catch up uh, to make. Um, Gary Johnson was amazing. He was um, he was very honest. He was in a in a situation where he thought I am actually better. Um, uh, he, he felt I was more consistent playing as a centre back. So um, in training, etc. He tried me a couple of times. At, in training at centre back, and then sent me out on loan to Gravesend, having never played a match at centre back. Um, that was that was that was quite f- uh, <laughs> <laughs> turning up at Gravesend on loan as a centre back, having never played there, um, and that that was awesome. Um, so I really enjoyed that, and then obviously the Woking loan was just an opportunity to get some more games post injury and. Gary Johnson was amazing he, in the sense that he was just straight up and honest. He said, you know, we're in February. Um, I can't make any promises. Uh, we've still got two or three months, but this option here is is there for you if you want it. Um, 
and it was just one of those moments where you just feel like you need to sort of uh, go step on your own two feet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, move away from home, go go see the real world as such, um, and um, it, it just felt like the right thing to do was to uh, go to older shops um, who who were in a good situation at the time. So um, my hope was that we would get promoted and I'd be back up in the same league and such. But it's never a case of wanting to leave the Oval. It was just a case of, well, maybe now it's just time I grow up and and be, guarantee myself a starting position, if you see what I mean. Yeah, more music now, and this time we've got Jack Johnson and Good People. Johnson there and good people. So you've arrived at uh, Aldershot. So, I mean, when you arrived at Aldershot, what did you see yourself as, a defender or a striker? I think a, I think a striker always sees himself eternally as a striker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was, I, I was unquestionably more consistent at the back. Right. Um, and Aldershot, Aldershot, you know, Aldershot signed me as a centre-back and I kind of remained that way um, for the rest of the career from then. Um, we'd get the odd opportunity to go up front or um, when we were uh, 
desperately short on strikers, I'd eventually get uh, a, a chance to go up and um, try show some of the youth. But uh, I, I was unquestionably better, uh, more more consistent at, at the back and I really enjoyed it I think the game in front of me just seemed to come a little easier um, um, over a 40 game span in a season kind of thing so all the other clubs I played for I was signed as a centre back So you had a year at Aldershot um, 43 league goals sorry 43 league games I should say Um so that was, you were basically there for a year, and as you say, you you got to the playoff um, final and the semi final in the conference. Yeah, both seasons. So I joined them um, with a couple of months to spare of, of, of the um, season before mm. uh, with Jamie Gosling, the outstanding talent of Jamie Gosling. Yeah, and um, we both went. Um, we just missed out on on. Um, in the playoff final that year and then the next year we, we were in the playoffs again um, strangely I'd say it'd probably be classed as unsuccessful because we had such a good side that it should definitely have earned promotion but it just didn't quite happen mm. um, and uh, you know then went on to um, um, Crawley after that yeah so again, you, it looks like you were there for a year as well. Twenty-eight games. These are always league league figures they quote on here. So twenty-eight league games are two goals anyway, according to this. So um, uh, you know, again, you know, at the back, but you scored a couple of goals. Yeah. So you know, and and obviously you you made your presence felt. That's for sure. I mean, it's so uh, Crawley uh, was great. Uh, I probably I would have stayed there. I really enjoyed the club, but it, it just went into financial hardship at the end of that season. Mm. Um, we you said you talk about career highlights, but uh, we um, we had to win. I think something like seven of the last ten games to stay up that year, um, and you know that goes down as a career highlight. That was that was that was one of the um, best feats you sort of have been part of kind of thing and, and that's like scrapping for survival instead um, yeah. then um, uh, you know the stats I, I, I really should look them up myself I think soccer base was quite good for, for that sort of stuff but yeah. um, it, it uh, then obviously headed over to Forest Green and then back to Crawley and then Salisbury well, when you were at Crawley was Ben Smith there during any of the time when you were there? Yeah, on the on this on the second time when when um, I went back under Steve Evans, yeah, uh, Smithy uh, just a supreme supreme uh, footballer. Mm. Just, uh, obviously, it was been for a short while in the Oval days, um, so we knew each other. But he was just a great character to be around, um, and it's just such a good, positive character as well. Yeah, no, I still speak to to Ben quite often. He's a he's a lovely fellow. I've always uh, gotten well with him, that's for sure. But um, so we, we missed he's out. Amazing over at Brighton. Sorry. He's at Brighton, isn't he? Doing an amazing job coaching, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He is. That's that's where I've been speaking to him. But, but um, just going back to Crawley a minute, you then moved on to um, Forest Green, uh, two years there, fifty six games. Yeah, along so. I'd say the most of my career was um, uh, sort of interrupted by. Um, tough injuries, which is which is a shame. Um, mm. And Forest Green was no different. I, I left uh, Crawley under the um, uh, financial troubles. Went to Forest Green. Actually, injured myself during training, having not signed yet. Mm. Um, how crazy is that? So mm. um, uh, it, 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 that then got put. Uh, Put on hold for a fair while, but be, to be fair to them, um, they kept true to their word. It was Gary Owens at the time, yeah. um, and built really strongly for the second year there, which was a great season under Jim Harvey. Uh, uh, again, I was so lucky to have played with so many um, um, good players, and I think we, we achieved their high at the time their highest ever sort of. Um, uh, positioning in the in the league, um, and 
just had an enjoyable season of, of, of outright football there. Um, Jim Harvey was just fascinating in his belief of just playing out the back, um, which was which was just it was that was enjoyable to be part of. More music now, and Xavier Rudd and Come Let Go.
Xavier run and come let go. And you were captain of Vice there as well. Sorry, Vice Captain. Um, yeah, yeah. At, um, that was at supposed Boston, to be funny, Chris. Um, for goodness sake, come on, react while I make a joke. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. Sorry, Harry, hit me again, hit me again. I said you were captain of Vice there. <laughs> Is that laugh good enough for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, but no. And anyway, and uh, and as you say, you had you know had a good spell there. And then back to back to the the rigors of Steve Evans. Now, having read Ben Smith's book, um, uh, working with Steve Evans must have been a bit of an experience, wasn't it? Indeed, it was. Indeed, it was. I think uh, he's he's prepared you for the extremes of any boss in any industry, I would say. <laughs> as good as that, eh? So, yeah, we, we, we were talking about Steve Evans. Now, now, now tell me, can you, can you give me a few examples of how his eccentricities were uh, affecting uh, his position there? Gosh! Um, he's, do you know what? It's so strange. He kind of like... He had such a, a, a mad style of, of treating people. Um, he, he took hair, the hairdryer um, theory of Alex Ferguson to the complete extreme, virtually yeah. every uh, scenario possible. Um, Did it work? I definitely, if you're thinking of Ben Smith, I definitely remember him actually at half time asking Ben Smith if he could borrow his towel to wipe all the sweat off him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, I remember Smithy, you know, trying to like sit firmer and firmer on it as uh, Steve Evans was trying to take it away from him to wipe the sweat that was coming. Off. <laughs> um, I, he, uh, we, we had endless. Yeah. Um, and at the same and at the same time, he backed me as his captain as well. So it, it was always that type of relationship. And um, weirdly, he he created probably one of the best team spirits I've ever experienced. I think because the lads all had a common ground of um, <laughs> of uh, <laughs> their opinion of him that we all bonded so tightly together that it, it just. It, 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 if, if he meant that, he's an absolute genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember uh, one day uh, he, he, he cancelled all of our food because he, he he thought that we weren't um, respecting it enough, which was far from the truth. There were a great bunch of lads there. Mm. Um, so, you know, we did things like we just started to bring in our own picnic bags together and have a uh, picnic lunch out on the pitch or in the changing room yeah. uh, in between our sessions. And, you know, it had a good team spirit uh, to, to have lads laughing when they're getting dragged in um, at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning for the fourth Sunday on the trot. Um, and have lads like really bonding out of it is it, quite a weird scenario, but it 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 it, it definitely was a close knit change room as a result of our our thoughts on him. Okay, so um, you eventually left there. Uh, was that by sort of mutual consent? Did you want to go, or did you? Uh did yeah, you? no, I think I was, um, you know, by that by that point, I was I was pretty happy to be leaving um, um, the scenario of Steve Evans. If if you if you're dead honest, because yeah. you just there's so much going on in the football world and in people's lives, and you do, I'm not a huge fan of like constant change in politics, etc. Quite just like um, the opportunity to be stated to be things to be stable, and I was living a long way away from. Um, uh, my wife and you know you just get a bit bored of tricks after a while yeah. um, I went through a, a good couple of years of marine training with him and um, I'd like to think that uh, if we ever hooked up again uh, which which we did afterwards when we when we played Crawley at the next club I was at and you know he's all high fives and big hugs yeah. he really was really respects the way um, you dealt with things at the time with him but that's just the, that was just his, his manner and um, but it wasn't really my manner I just I prefer to uh, treat people um, the way I like to be treated and uh, I just thought it was, it was definitely yeah, I was definitely keen to be moving on to a club closer to home yeah yeah quite and now uh, Chris's final musical choice is Temper Trap and Sweet Disposition <laughs> Thank you. 
Sweet Disposition from Temper Trap. So from Crawley, you ended up at Salisbury City. Who was who was the manager at Salisbury City? At the time, it was um, Tommy Widrington. Yeah. And then um, he um, uh, got taken over at Darrell Clark. All right. Um, both great, both great guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, awesome to play for them both. Hundred percent winners. Um, and and very very good at creating a nice um, happy changing room as such. Yeah, yeah, which is good. And you had a you, know, you had a two year, no a three year spell there. Then forty, well forty three games according to this. So we're always going to be a little bit dubious about it. But eventually, um, what brought that to an end? Then injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, um, so the the. The injury I had at Yeovil when I broke the foot, um, the operation I had on that was what's called microfracture, and you, you sort of you, you pinprick the bone to um, increase blood flow, which acts as like a kind of tries to act as a layer of cartilage. And then after ten years of playing on that injury, um, things have just degenerated quite a bit. Um, I was quite keen to, uh, it had been a good year at um, Salisbury, and I was quite keen to get a bit of a clean-up in there, because um, I was getting the odd niggling injury as a result. And the, the clean-up operation didn't really go um, very well. Um, and then that was that, kind mm. of. Um, I was about uh, a good four or five months just unable to even walk as such. Mm. Um, and then uh, luckily I got put in touch with the, uh, another surgeon in London who was the only surgeon out of about uh, four others I'd seen who was happy to try and um, uh, put that situation right. And um, Salisbury were just absolutely incredible. The fans... Um, uh, helped raise money for the operation um, and it was just it, it put me right to a point where I could at the, I, at the time I could walk and jog comfortably enough um, but it, it, that was that was the end really that was um, under advice from almost any angle I could seek it was multi-directional sport is, is over with <laughs> yeah so so uh, what came after that then um chris what we what, what have we been doing in the meantime um so since then uh a good few years of traveling the world all right um, yeah i just kind of all, all the um all the things you, you kind of dream of when you're in what is it's an amazing industry the football world and you, you'd never regret being in it but then you're also tied completely to it so um you you are you know you are somebody's athlete and there's um you're at their beck and call um so just an opportunity to to show a bit of freedom and get out amongst the world and uh try uh, a variety of uh, jobs and earn uh, a few quid to go and explore another country. It was just kind of on the agenda for the next sort of three or four years. Um, so, and um, slowly started to uh, fall in love with um, coaching, which I didn't realize it would be, I'd be so passionate about. But um, uh, in between the travel trips, I'd come back, do a bit more coaching, do another little sample here and there, and just um, fell more and more in love with it. Yeah, yeah. So, so what are you doing now, though, Chris? Are you still coaching now or what? I I am coaching, yes. Um, football, currently not. Um, the last place I was coaching was um, I, I ran the football over at Sherborne School for boys. Right. Um, and, and was coaching um, in the sort of youth phase over at uh, Exeter City Academy. Right. Okay. Um, and now I mainly coach... Um, sort of like hardcore weekend warrior athletes. Um, a few, um, you know, uh, sort of like triathletes, um, adv adventure runners, trail runners, um, a variety of kind of 
sports where they kind of need complementary uh, sessions to the sports that they already know quite a lot around, mm. um, that they're already pretty intense on. Um, so I mainly coach yoga, and um, the other end of the spectrum, I coach their, their strength programs. And that's that's your full time occupation, Alan, is it? Yeah, uh, currently that's 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 me. I mean, it's. Um, there's been a few other bits and bobs here and there involved that uh, do uh, done a lot in schools, um, and I'd say that the the bulk of my work is that coaching, but it's sort of evolved to consultations for some corporates involved in sort of like wellness consultation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's all incredibly enjoyable. I'm extremely passionate about what I do. Um, I get to work with people on a one-on-one basis. I get to work with uh, late teens who feel confused about their next step uh, in life. And I get to um, work with some hardcore athletes um, and the other end of the spectrum of people who have sort of been there and done that and now trying to sort of rectify the damage done to their bodies as a result kind of thing. So it's really varied and it's really enjoyable. Um, and <laughs> don't get me started because I, 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 I could <laughs> chat about this sort of stuff forever <laughs> and probably bore the heck out of you in the, in the meantime. Well, it's been really good talking to you, Chris. <laughs> 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 but no, seriously though, um, we are slightly running out of time now. So, uh, in, in all honesty, I'm going to have to bring it to an end if you didn't want to. Um, but no, look, thanks very much for joining us and um, going through your career. We've enjoyed it, um, um, you know, and uh, it's good to talk to you again. I haven't seen you for a while now, and um, you know, it's it's good to sort of revive the old memories. And um, all I can say is thank you very much for joining me and. Uh, the best of luck with your your new career well that was chris charles i'm sure we'll all remember him a fine young striker at yeovil town and uh all i can say is thanks very much for listening tonight and please join us again next week on three valleys radio the heart is a blue This is Three Valleys Radio, and you've been listening to In Conversation with A.D. Hopper. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck. And you're not moving anywhere, you thought you'd found a friend. Stay tuned for all the local news and sport on Three Valleys Radio. A hand in return for grace. It's a beautiful day.